Wally. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Sustainable 201. That was really weird. I was about to correct you when you said two. But no, mm. it is episode 201. Welcome yourself, Oh, to fully embarking upon the second, third century of Babel. We are your friendly little weekly environment podcast, ain't we, all? Correct. All about people and the planet, and why, despite stuff being nosed, we can still have a little chuckle about it every now and then, yes? Don't look Absolutely. so bored. You look so bored when I said I'm that. I'm not bored. This is tired. My baby old number two has torn my glasses apart, so Bastard. I can't see without squinting and getting very tired, so I just look tired. What about I'm this? I'm not bored. You never bore me. I can see that. Right. I can see that. Fine. Don't do that. I can Fine. see that. Okay, I'll stop doing that. Do the thing. I've said the thing. You do your thing. What are we talking about this week, Oh. Okay, right. This week, look, this as we embark on our third century, we're going to kind of do some, like, first century vibing on uh, on Babel because we're going to just do a bit of a roundup of things that are happening and what we think about that. Yes. Um, so, things that we are going to talk about include that there America getting a new president and that president thinking, do you know what? This planet probably is worth saving. So the climate is in safe hands. Safe. Safe hands. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about some plastic, which, when I say some plastic, I mean tons and tons and tons of the stuff which should be being sorted, <laughs> but isn't being sorted. Nice. Uh, we're going to talk about that. So safe climate, sorted plastic. And finally, we're going to talk about a coal mine in Cumbria, which should, well, it should just be a place with loads of coal in it. But there is going to be less coal in it because it's going to be mined. And so the coal isn't going to be in it anymore. And that's not good. So <laughs> safe climate, sorted plastic, coal in it. Absolutely superb work. Oh, well done. Yes, so we're going to do that. Uh, we don't know what the theme of this episode is yet. We'll call it something when we're done. So, yeah, <laughs> be fine. That's what we used to do. We used to totally wing this stuff. This slick professional operation, believe it or not, used to be a lot less slick and professional than it is even now. Yeah, I shudder at the thought. There we go. So just the usual disclaimer before any of that. We do work for environmental charities, don't we all? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. But these are very much our own views. So if anything that we say makes you want to get in a locked box in a filing cabinet, uh, take it up with me and Ol, and not with anyone for whom we work. Yes? Is that a reference to safe? Safe sorted, isn't it? Oh, very nice. Locked yeah, box in a filing do. cabinet. <laughs> do that thing. Very good. Okay, on with it. Reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. At the time of recording, Joseph R. Biden is still someone who thinks that climate change is real and is still in charge of the world. And that is something we are thankful for. Yeah. So, look, Dave shared a little screenshot of his phone where one of those alerts popped up and it said, The US is to rejoin Paris Climate Agreement as President Biden sets to work dismantling Trump policies. Now, look, we're not going to bang on about this. We're just going to say, that is brilliant. And I'm sure there are all sorts of reasons we should caveat it, but I'm not going to caveat it. It's brilliant. I'm really cheerful about that. I got emotional listening to his speech and his inauguration on on, on radio uh, the other day. And, um, I'm yeah, I'm having this moment. I'm bloody cheerful about this. Yeah. And there's very little else to be cheerful about. So, yeah. 
that's it. Yeah, go back and listen to episode 200 with uh, David Turnbull over in America for a bit more nuance about all of this, or go back and listen to episode 191 for Dave and Ol cackling for an hour at the demise of the previous office holder, the Tangerine Tosspot. Um, one of one of our listeners described that uh, there's two minutes at the beginning of that episode where you go a bit sweary, and that listener described it as the two greatest minutes of podcast audio ever. <laughs> which is pushing it. But then I haven't listened to many other podcasts, so I don't know. Uh, but it's very good. Go and listen yeah. to that. It's very enjoyable. So, well done. That's it. Ol asked me when we started recording, he said, are you enjoying the first few days of President Biden's presidency, I suppose? And I said, yeah, definitely feels different outside. I mean, look, it doesn't feel different outside, but it does feel different <laughs> inside. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Anti in of of the week. Now this is a section where we look at the people who are doing good, as opposed to people who are in hoffs. An in hoff, Dave, is uh, an in hoff is a git, a bellend, a douchebag. Um, no, don't a, you can't say douchebag. We're not having douchebag. Oh, that's right. We looked up. Uh, go back and listen to a previous episode where we googled the word douchebag live on air and decided never to use it again. Mm. Yes, it's a git. It's named after a senator in America, James Inhofe, who is a git who thinks climate change is made up because there's still snow. Um, and we name a section Inhofe of the week, and we name a section anti Inhofe of the week for the good guys, the people who understand climate change is important and are not gits. Exactly. And one of those not gets is somebody who goes by the name of Lizzie A and is a young person who... Lizzie A. Lizzie A. A. Lizzie what? Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie A. Yeah, it's a funny well, name. She, she's young and she has done a petition and her parents don't really want everyone to know exactly who she is. Isn't that depressing? Isn't that depressing? It's depressing. But what's not depressing is that her petition, when I last checked, which was an hour and a half ago, had 83,000 signatories. Mm. By the time you listen to this, I reckon it's got 100,000 signatories. And it is a petition to basically get the UK to not be gets all about plastic, specifically about all of our plastic waste, our recycled plastic waste, which we used to ship off to China and places. And we said, and when I say we, I very much mean Boris Johnson, said we're not going to ship it off to other places now that there's new things coming to force as of 1st January. Turns out that was balls. Am I me asking why? I'll tell you why, because it's balls, that's why. It's complete balls. Yes, of course it was balls. We shall get to the ways in which it was balls in a minute. We should also get to this week's sad moment of realisation about how life really works of the week as well, yeah. which I think poor old Lizzie A is on the uh, sharp end of finding out. Yeah, what has, but basically what has happened here is that... The UK, you may have noticed, all is no longer in Europe. I have noticed it. Yeah. I have noticed yeah. it, yeah. Friend of the Babel and indeed relative of the Babel, Alex, shared rather a um, sad little graphic about this, didn't he? Yeah. It was one of those graphics which I wish I'd seen about four years ago because it's the first time I understood what all of these stupid things meant. Like, what is Schengen as opposed to the... Uh, whatever it's called. <laughs> I had Schengen once. I had to take <laughs> two weeks off work. 
<laughs> other stuff. Anyway, it was a little diagram with a series of circles saying, like, if you're Norway, you're in this bit, and if you're France, you're in this bit. And then little old Blighty sat there, not in any circles, just floating adrift. Yeah. And it was, yeah, sad. I hope this skunk <laughs> has not inconvenienced you. It takes more than a maniac trying to cut off my ghoulies to inconvenience me. Well, on the subject of floating adrift, there has been a problem, Hull, with plastic waste. Now, go back and listen to episode 99, for a start, or episode 140, where we talked about recycling with that Julian Kirby, for example. Um, what it is, is you put your stuff into a recycling bin in the UK or Europe, and it might be plastic stuff, and loads of that, like two-thirds of that, doesn't get recycled here, if at all. It gets in a boat and it goes to the other side of the world. It used to go to China until China started saying, hang on a minute, stop sending us all this shit. And now it increasingly goes to places like Turkey and stuff like that. And the problem is, we just bung it in a boat and we send it off there. And then other countries are like, what's it supposed to do with all this shit? And they chuck it in the canal basically, or in the sea, or they set fire to it. And there's been a big international agreement called the Basel Convention to stop doing it, to stop taking the waste off of Europe and stop taking it off the UK and stop sending all of the shit from rich countries to poor countries who don't have the facilities to deal with it and chuck it in the sea. Is right? that, when you say Basel Convention, is that how a posh person, even posher than me, would pronounce Basel? Or <laughs> is that the place in Switzerland? I'm assuming it's the place in Switzerland, which I don't think is pronounced like that at all. I think it's pronounced Baal. Like that. <laughs> 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 shout, shout and shout again. Um, so anyway, this was going to be happening from the 1st of January. Europe was going to ban that practice. So all of the plastic waste is not allowed to be shipped out to another country. Um, a non-Europe country. A non-Europe specifically, country, yeah. yeah. And it was assumed that the UK would follow suit from the 1st of January, even though that was the day we left. And indeed, Boris Johnson had promised that it would follow suit, but it ain't followed suit. It is that instead doing a thing where it said, it's all right, we will still continue to allow our shit to be exported to other countries um, as long as we tell them first there's some shit on the way and they agree to it. That's yeah, it. which which blew my mind when you, you, you put that in our preparation doc and we're like, they're now going to tell people that some shit is coming their way. It's like, so previously they didn't then. You would just you would just go down to the post room and find fifty or a hundred tons of plastic waste and be uh what's what's this? I didn't order this. Oh, that's from um that's from Boris Johnson. Sorry? Yeah, no, that's fifty tons of plastic waste from Boris Johnson. Did he not mention no, no, he didn't mention, oh, well, it's here now. I know. And I had, I, I confess to not being an expert in the international trade in plastic. Um, don't, know about, <laughs> don't know about you, all. I suspect you're not. Well, there's no way I'm confessing to that. I mean, no. whether I am or not is irrelevant. What I'm not doing is admitting to not being an expert. No, no, quite right. Uh, so I, I assume there is something a little bit more to it than some poor sod in the Indonesian Port Authority gets woken up <laughs> by a hammering at the door and it's Captain Birdseye with is 65 million metric tons of plastic. <laughs> I assume there's something happens that's a bit more sophisticated than that, but not much by the sound of it. Because what certainly happens is loads of stuff goes to places that just chuck it in the sea or burn it or definitely don't recycle it. And Europe has gone no. We thought the UK had gone no. For now, they've gone no, you can carry on doing that kind of, basically. And there, I think you have the essential difference between us and the rest of the world. Other nations, the French, looked at a dining table and saw an opportunity to have dinner. We looked at a dining table and saw an opportunity to play with whack. 
And the, yeah, the reason we thought the UK had gone no is this was a thing that was explicitly said in the Tory manifesto, right? Mm. This, this is a thing they said they were going to do. Yes. They were going to stop shipping plastic, unsorted um, recycling out to places that are yes. elsewhere. Yeah, some, so might, some might call that a promise. I think the word for that yeah. is a promise. Yes. Pledge, commitment. Yeah. You know, thing you said you're going to do. Yes. Promise. And that's what uh, Lizzie A thinks as well. Lizzie A thinks it's a promise. Unfortunately, poor old Lizzie A is just learning a thing or two about one of <laughs> Boris Johnson's promises. And um, indeed, life. And indeed, life. And in plaintive announcement of the week, says this. I was very surprised about how Boris Johnson made a promise and he hasn't done what he said. Yeah, join the club, Lizzie. Join the club. Get in, get in line. That's I it. Do, I do find it incredibly powerful when children say things like that because yeah, it's like you, you know you just take take your mind back to when you know we worked in other places and how a press comment would have been crafted when like mm. our reaction as humans would be like oh bloody hell i can't believe that and then you would come out with something which was like this is a disappointing um but not unprecedented dereliction of uh of duty but um you know such and such must urgently do this balls <laughs> what what Lizzie said I was very surprised about how he said he was going to do this thing and he hasn't done it and what I like most about uh, that quote and indeed a lot of the stuff that kids come out with about the environment in general is it would sound magnificently threatening if Ray Winston said it <laughs> yeah I was very surprised about how Boris Johnson made a promise and he hasn't done what he said. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. That's a <laughs> oh. nice bicycle, Prime Minister. Shame <laughs> if I rammed it up your ass. Yes, good. Would you like some stats about plastic? Yes, oh, you would. Hit me up. Yes, you would. I'm going to play the plastic stat wang music. There we go. Did you know some of these some of these stats, what I dug out in preparation for this, are genuinely big. They are genuinely <laughs> big, wowie sort of stats. Are Five... we in danger of um, expanding my knowledge of the biggest number in the universe, which well, well, we yes. haven't visited for a while, actually? It's, it's, we, it's we, a... we haven't. We are going into big number territory, but I did also, I'm very, very aware that big numbers are not your forte and they make you get scared. So instead, what I've done is translated some of these into ols into an owl's worth of stuff. Um, okay. Now, what I've, what I've done is I've assumed the weight of an owl based on the last time I saw an owl, but, you know, there's been Christmas and lockdown and stuff, so it might be that I've kind of underestimated or overestimated the amount of owls you might get for your money. Um, well, as I... as I We'll come on to this later, actually, but uh, as I mentioned on Twitter, uh, Morrison's own brand, Monster Claws, have become <laughs> quite a significant part of my life. Um, so I think, yeah, I think one owl might be slightly more bits of plastic than it used to be you've also got significantly more hair than you used to have it's like it, i don't know you know let's not do the obvious retorts let's just behave like adults but normally your hair is very kind of gestures in a downwards direction at the moment it's very kind of <laughs> points upwards don't you think don't you think it's all gone a little bit up your hair uh it's pretty much the only thing which is going up at the moment oh, but um me. there we go you dirty old man Right, good. Shut up and listen. Five million tonnes of plastic used every year in the UK, nearly half of which is packaging. Is that a lot, I hear you ask? Is five million tonnes a lot? Well, yes, it is. It is 61-ish million owls in terms of weight, assuming so if, you weigh if, roughly what I think you weigh. 
So if the population of the UK was give or take entirely me, just yes. like... It will be the rate you're going. Uh, <laughs> then instead of it being 61 million olds, it would be 61 million olds worth of plastic. That's a lot. That is a lot. In weight, in terms of weight. And yeah. bearing in mind that an average bit of plastic don't lot. weigh very much. Doesn't that make you kind of go, ooh? Is something amiss? Amiss? God, no. What could possibly be amiss? Okay, yeah, no, that seems that seems like a big number and a not nice number. And, amazingly, Britain is the second biggest producer of plastic waste per person in the world so other than the us which is not surprising we per person obviously we're a relatively teedly weeny little country even more so these days but we shan't talk about that anymore um ex- yes shit loads of plastic second most in the world in that mental it's really depressing isn't it can we talk about something less depressing no this is sustainable okay. <laughs> um and we export two-thirds of that so two-thirds of all that plastic. We can't even be bothered to clean up our own shit. No. It's like, right, we, it, get, I want all my things wrapped in plastic, but I definitely don't want to have to deal with that plastic, so someone else can have it, presumably exactly. someone poor. Yeah. And oh, we'll co- God, we're miserable. Yeah, and we'll come to that. miserable little country we are. And what has happened is someone has gone, oh, you know what, we could build a recycling plant here and give loads of jobs to people in places where jobs would be nice, and we'll come to that later as well. We could do that, but instead, it's just cheaper. Spreadsheet, Microsoft Excel minister, says it's cheaper to bung it on this boat and ship it off to China, and they can chuck it in the sea or deal with it, whatever they do. There, yeah, that's been recycled. <laughs> that, that is what happens. Like, I'm not, yeah, that, no, I that's know, it. I know, yeah. I know. Oh, it's, I'm just really depressed about this. Oh, so, no, I've got another one. I've got a worse one. Oh, Do you want another, okay. a more depressing stat than that? Oh, this is the world's yeah. most depressing statistic, what I have ever, ever heard, and that is up against some pretty stiff competitions. So over 60% of the plastic ever made since 1950 is in landfills or in nature or in the sea. So that's upper platypus up when you say in platypus. nature. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hmm. That seems like a lot. does, doesn't it? Ever made. And of the rest of it, it's either been set on fire or possibly recycled. We don't know. But, like, Mm. not very much of that. Only about 10% of the world's waste has ever been recycled. (laughs) How about that? Plastic waste. Plastic waste. Yeah. How about that? How about that stat? Ever. Um, Again, I'm not thrilled... (laughs) What is equally depressing, or in fact more depressing, is that this Yerp thing, this this agreement that was that came into force on the first of January, is aimed at like stopping this, right? It's aimed yeah. at, I suppose, confronting, getting countries to confront their own waste problem and and actually recycle it more, um, and not just lazily ship it off elsewhere. So it's very depressing that the UK has decided not to do that. Yes. However, you got all contrarian when you were researching this and you're like, oh, actually, maybe um, in the short term uh, it's going to like result in just as much stuff going to landfill here and maybe <coughs> we shouldn't actually do this because, oh, I'm like old now so I can have contrarian do, opinions. You know what? I do find myself getting increasingly contrarian. I, I increasingly find... Now, now that I'm not on Twitter no more, which I'm basically 
basically haven't been on for about a month, which is enormously brilliant, I must say. We can talk about that entirely separately, maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, I just... So their argument is, the UK government's argument is, look, if we bring in this ban from the 1st of January, all that's going to happen is we set fire to it or landfill it here because we haven't got and cannot get overnight enough recycling plants going on to cope with demand. They're like laudable ambition and all that, but we'll do it when we think we've got more recycling facilities. And there is something in it. Like, <laughs> and um, uh, and well, what is your plan, Minister, right, for yes. rapidly building loads of recycling facilities? Sorry, what? <laughs> I don't know. I just think uh, you can see how they've come to that conclusion. Uh, provided, And it's fine, provided that, as you say, they are very rapidly getting on with building huge amounts of recycling plants everywhere. On the assumption that they're not, it looks like a bit more of a, um, what was Lizzie's word? Surprising decision. Yeah. Yeah. Because fundamentally what it comes down to is them saying we would rather this shit was in somebody else's rivers or somebody else's landfills than it was in ours. That's all that's really going on here. Because if you're, you know... There isn't there isn't a kind of like okay just just hold for 2 months while we like build 15 new recycling plants and then we'll do it. They're just saying no, like we can't really do it here so we don't want to we don't want to mess up the English countryside so we'd rather mess up somebody else's countryside. Mm. And so that basically. And it, to be honest, I think that's one of the ways that like globally we're going to have to confront the waste problem is just is actually having it on our own doorstep. Surely that is one of the only ways that we're going to think about this seriously enough to to go oh all right maybe we do need to recycle stuff properly maybe we do need less of this stuff in the first place maybe we do need to get companies to like actually make stuff that is easily recyclable and all the rest of it so i'm yeah although it would be not ideal to be wading through high streets of bales of non-recyclable plastic it would sharpen the mind a bit British shit for British people. Our, exactly. our shit. None of that foreign shit coming over here, getting in our rivers. It's our own shit. And you know where you stand with your own plastic waste, none of your foreign plastic waste. I don't know why we don't just... Maybe China could export all of its shit to us, given that we've got nothing else we can do in the world. Now, why don't we say to China, here, look, tell you what, we're going to build a recycling plant or two anyway. Um, we'll have it. Chuck it over here and just bung it straight into our sea. I just feel like um, we just need to look after ourselves before we look after other people, I feel like. So we're here... Um, looking after other people as well as ourselves, but it's like we're going sort of down, do you know what I mean? I feel like if we look after ourselves first and we're a stable country, then I feel like then we'll bring them in, do you know what I mean? It's so stupid, Brexit. Oh, you know when you got a kid? <laughs> hot, take, is... hot take. Hot take. Dave's been off well, Twitter for a while and he's thought of an opinion now that he's like, I don't think anyone said how I don't know if anyone Brexit has, is. I don't know if anyone has pointed out that when you're in Kent, you can see France. It's just over there. It's so stupid that, like, France now can't export its plastic waste to us. It has to send it to Bulgaria. Like, and I know I've sort of got a bit confused there, but you know what I mean? It's yeah, so it's sh- horribly confused, but yeah. So I stupid. Take your point. I take your point. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, this is in danger of becoming a very depressed old episode. Can we, oh. um, can we say something incorrect but cheery? Yeah, all right. Well, slight tangent, but let's talk about something that is a bit cheerier and uh, perhaps another shout out to Samantha Inhofs. Now, brace yourself, old, but The Guardian have done something a bit worthy and green. <laughs> what? Are you ready for this? 
Are you ready for this? Now I know that, Nora. I know that ordinarily their front pages are full of pictures of like kittens running around with their tails on fire and fat men laughing at it, like the headline yeah. saying something like British joy for British people or something like that. But free seal clubbing club for every reader. Yes, indeed. Um, but no, what they've done is I think this is really good, but it opens up some questions. And what they've done is they basically said, we're going to start reviewing consumer electronics, like all the shit you buy, and we're going to start actively marking it down if it's bad for the environment, if it's made in a bad way, and conversely, marking it up if it's good for the environment. So they've said, like, you know, you're not going to get five stars if you make some headphones that are made out of hemp and happiness, but they don't work. Like, they have to actually work. But you definitely won't get five stars if you make headphones that are brilliant and they work, but they're made out of tears and misery. Um, And I think that's really, really good. Although you had an interesting take on it, as bloody usual. Yeah. Well, look, before I get onto my interesting take, I want to agree with you furiously. That is an interesting Uh, take. Which is a terribly interesting take because it is it is depressing when you read like the Guardian saying going all gooey over like the latest smartphone saying you must have this gadget it's absolutely incredible and a you're like, snip at only seventeen thousand pounds yeah yeah and you're like no you mustn't no you mustn't that's you don't you don't mean that because all your editorial stuff says isn't it awful that we have to like keep buying this new stuff all the time isn't consumerism terrible so it's I'm really pleased that they're gonna. They're actually going to say, yeah, it's a lovely, shiny thing, but it's um, it's causing absolute misery and is unnecessary. So we give it <laughs> only four and a half stars. I think I think that's a nice thing, and I hope others follow suit. There was a thing in the article though, that caught my eye, and that was a bit that said, for many manufacturers, doing good things in the background that are financially viable is far less risky than going on the record when things in the supply chain can change and put them in difficult positions. Technology firms would often rather stay silent than confirm or deny anything. Mm. And that's a slightly mealy-mouthed sort of sentence, which is not easy for me to say. Uh, but, but what it's saying here is that like, some people are trying to do good things, and actually, the the, piece, the people reporting this stuff um, spent about a year kind of digging into all of these firms and what they were trying to do. And it took a lot of effort to find out. And a lot of the time, when they eventually found out, they discovered good things were going on. Um, and their point, I guess, is that like snidey, snipey podcasts like mm. Sustainable okay. and you know other kind of whiners on Twitter and everything are just going to slag people off if they say this is our commitment and they'd rather just quietly go about making stuff better and then go, here you go, here's a good stuff which is made, here's a good thing which is made better. I can't say and I blame it, them for that. It did, yeah, say. it did make me sort of think, oh God, are we to blame for <laughs> people not wanting to make commitments publicly about what they're going to do in their supply chain? tried your best and you failed miserably the lesson is never try so i've been getting a little bit obsessed by audio as mm. you know yeah um and i think it's, it's a good not enough to turn thing. your microphone down so it doesn't clip oh no people need more of my voice <laughs> uh <laughs> It's a good thing to do in lockdown to go go completely OCD about um, about Sonics. Anyway, uh, I decided that my my record player uh, and I had one before they were cool. By the way, I'd like to point out this isn't a hipster thing. No, your auntie Edith had one before it was cool. You didn't have one before it was cool. No, I did. I bought one when no one was buying them 
It's like I went to. I used to watch Dulwich Hamlet before they were cool as well. So you listen to oh for your cool trends. Is what what's I'm current, what, what's, uh, what's in at the moment? Oh, what are we going to be getting into? Uh, corduroys and fleeces. <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? Yes, point is, so I've had a record and I thought, right, what I need is a new, a new stylus, a new like pickup thing, right? And because it's quite an old record player and not a very popular one, the only place I could get one was from Nevada. So I've been following a little track your package link as the world's tiniest thing is flown from. Oh my God! <laughs> from what are you very, doing? We'll have to get Georgina back on it a bit. You <laughs> somewhere up. on the west coast of America to somewhere else on the west coast of America. Then it was flown to Atlanta. Oh then it was God. flown to Heathrow, and then it was driven around bits of England until it finally made its way to me. Now, what I say to you is, should I have done that, or should I have just bought a new record player that was already in a record shop in England? That is the choice, is it? That is my choice. They were my literal only choices. I could not possibly have continued to listen to records that sounded perfectly fine on a kind of average setup. Hello, I'm Chris Packham, and you're listening to Sustainer Babble. Ariel, listen to me. Sustainer Babble of the Week. Under the sea is better than anything they got up there. Sustainable of the week. Now, you now. know what this is all about, don't you? This is when people say, say things which often try to pass off as green things but are not green things or just are egregious eco-guff, basically. That's a phrase I haven't said for a, about mm. a year. Wrap your mouth there around you it. Go. go on, give it some, egregious some syllables. Egregious eco-guff. Into it. Oh, lovely. Here's some egregious eco-guff. Look, we have talked... Uh, to well, we haven't talked to ourselves. We talked to that wonderful Becky Willis, Rebecca Willis, uh, in episode. Even says it there. It even says it there. One hundred ninety-two. One hundred and ninety-two. All right. Okay. Very good. Well, one hundred ninety-two um, about lots of things, including about a coal mine, a proposed coal mine, deep mine in Cumbria, um, which Rebecca was. Uh, well, I don't know why I'm being all formal. Becky was, as you might expect not in favour of yes, what we're caring about the yes. future of the planet and stuff. Anyway, um, the council uh, approved it and the government was asked to do a thing which is called calling in that decision, which is basically saying, oi, shut up, big boys are here now and we're changing your mind for you. Anyway, they declined to do that. The government has said, no, no, that's fine. You can have your deep coal mine. And quite a few people, including Becky, have said that's an interesting stance for a government which is committed to net zero emissions to take um, because coal is not famous for its net zero properties Uh, quite the opposite you're having you're having a klaxon for all that net zero nonsense come here have one of these yes okay yes no i've let myself down there I have let myself down there anyway the babble comes in courtesy of energy minister uh i think that's his job whatever he's in bays uh quasi quarting what He's in Bayes. No one it's knows the, what a Bayes is. Bayes is the department that looks after energy. Are you going to have to just be klaxoned? Are you, you going to get through I'm this really without being tired. I'm really tired. The next klaxon is going to be a big one, all right? So just watch out. <laughs> fair, fair. Okay. He's the energy minister. He's a minister that looks after energy. Um, and, and he said when confronted that, you know, on an interview somewhere that maybe a government saying how much it wanted to stop emitting stuff and a government saying how it was perfectly happy to dig up loads of coal to be burnt. Maybe that was 
a bit contradictory. And he said... You're quite right that there is a slight tension between the opening of this mine and our avowed intention to decarbonise. Yes, I detect a slight tension as well. Oh. Yeah, I'm getting slightly tense. This is another thing I don't understand. I don't understand geology at all. But like the idea that you can just sort of open up a hole in the ground and dig that much of anything out of it. Yeah. Like, where it's, under is the, it all? it's under the sea, specifically. So Is it? Yeah, they'll be going oh, out so under the sea. So they're going out under the sea. Interesting. Yeah, 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 under the sea. Um, and the only thing like so so there's been some babble, and this isn't a new thing. It's been rolling on for ages. It was approved in 2019. Just wanted to say that there is a petition which is going around that is we'll put a, a link in the show notes do that will you all when you do the thing um so to, to oppose the thing and thought we'd give that a bit of love um and a, a thing we wanted just to say was a couple of teenage protesters had done a hunger strike about it for a couple of weeks which yeah. is now finished and um you know that's that's a thing that's been happening so this is a you know a big issue and i guess mostly i just hadn't quite realized what a big issue it was and people want to sign this petition that's what i reckon yeah sign a petition get get arsy about this frankly get up in the grills of anyone who might listen um not everyone. Like, don't be that annoying. But I do want to say a thing, and the thing is this, right? It will generate... People are saying it will bring 500 jobs to a bit of the country that really needs those jobs. And that is not an insignificant or, like, ungood thing to be doing in itself. Just wanted to say, we've had a whole separate other conversation about how we are currently exporting loads of our waste to the other side of the world to get chucked in the sea. And wouldn't it be good if we built more green recycling plants and stuff here? No, we don't want those jobs, Dave. Well, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying I'm no. not doing that lazy thing of saying like you can take a green job in a recycling plant and that will somehow be of use to someone who would otherwise have worked in a coal mine. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that we can make loads of green jobs here, building wind turbines, yeah. doing recycling, doing insulating homes, doing loads and loads of stuff. We can do that, um, and because we are rubbish at doing that in the scheme of things, is why it's easier for coal mining companies to go, well, yeah, I will bung a coal mine under it, give you 500 jobs, bish, bash, bosh. So if we pulled our finger out on a whole greeny economy thing, oh, maybe there'd be less of an argument for this stuff in the first place. Wasn't it, um, I'm sure I saw somewhere that the word on the street Ooh, this is, is good. that this is Trendsetter just, rolls here again. Yeah, we go. Uh, this is a just a nakedly political thing and it's about red wall tories it's like no we can't we we just can't be seen to be not giving these people jobs and stuff because they're red wall people and becky will know about that in a lot more detail than i but like it just it reminds you again doesn't it that however much and i've banged on possibly a bit too much Mm. um full stop but expressly about Boris Johnson isn't it good that Boris Johnson is talking a good climate game whether or not you know he's any there's any integrity there it's good he's talking about it and this just does remind you that like the actual hard politics of how decisions get made is still as venal and crass as ever things that went well Things that could have gone better. Right, get your red pen out, Dave, because we're going to mark up our own homework. Um, pen, do. No, green pens, actually, because red is too aggressive, isn't it? Green pens, and um, we're going to say yes and. To is that a things. thing? You're not allowed to use red pen anymore. Is that cancelled now? Uh, no, I think this might be like 
bendy Milanas and other things which are complete nonsense. I think it was a you know a thing invented by Jeremy Clarkson or something that teachers weren't using red pens because they were seen as too aggressive. I think it's nonsense, but you know why not just fuel that myth and yep. so great a division? I'm up for it. Good. What were you saying? What? Who? Oh yeah, uh, things that went well. So this is feedback on the babble, and um, you know, regular listeners will know that we are perfect. Um, but just occasionally, we drop perfect. below. Yes, we are drop below. Perfection. Well, we're like, we're, but sometimes you know, like how the most beautiful people in the world will always have a slight imperfection, like you know, a, a, sl- a small scar in their face, perhaps, or their maybe their eyes mm. are not quite symmetrical, and that only accentuates the beautiful perfection of organic creation and you wouldn't want it it's too uncanny if everything's entirely perfect so i like to yeah. think that's these little things we chuck in just to prompt you to reply to us i like to think that you know we're, we're only adding to the beauty yeah and when you you know when you hear something you think oh that's not quite right what it actually makes you re- realize is is how 100 percent correct we are the rest of the time and how remarkably consistently right we are about everything so yes yes, yes. What, will we, no, what did we get wrong then oh well, we said emphatically that um, you can't get Coke in glass bottles anywhere. Yes. So um, one of our listeners sent us a picture of Coke in glass bottles at their local shop. Yes. Uh, Stephen Petrie emailed us from Adelaide in Australia. Um, isn't it strange that all the way down there there are people listening? Hello down there, people. Hello, Stephen Petrie. Hello, Australians. Hi. Hope you're all right. Hope things are fine. Uh, stay out of the sun. Bad for you. Bad. Um, don't go on fire and um, yeah he said that you can also get one litre bottles as well he said he took a photo of like some pictures of glass coke bottles in his local shop and just said here cretins you can <laughs> he didn't say cretins he's very nice about it no, he called us gentlemen nice and everything but I detect mm. I detect shade my name is Greta Thunberg not as much shade as uh, Greta Thunberg through uh, uh, Donald Trump. Oh, I haven't actually clicked on this. Oh, I'll click on, on this link. This is amazing. See what's so the context. For I enjoy. This. I generally enjoy her sass. Yeah, a lot. good I think sass. I, I think she's one of the top Twitter sass. So you will uh, remember um, when Greta first got all up in Donald's grill. I think this was around about the time of Davos or something like that. Maybe uh, last yeah, year before. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't. He done one of his tweets when he was trusted to do that by the world, which said something like, "She seems like a nice young lady looking forward to a bright and wonderful future. So nice to see," or something like oh, no, that. No, she, that's, this is it. She said she seems like a very happy young girl looking forward to a bright and wonderful future. So nice to see. Yes. And this is in response to an article where she was quoted as saying, "People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We're yes. in the beginning of mass extinction." Blah 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 blah. Yes. So just like really, really pathetic, powerful man in the world trolling a sixteen-year-old for giving a shit about the planet yes. stuff. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so she's posted a picture of uh, aforementioned Tangerine Tosspot, previous leader of the free world, now getting ready to spend out the rest of his life in a prison. Um, she tweeted a picture of him going away, saying this. He seems like a very happy old man looking forward to a bright and wonderful future. So nice to see. And that is some pretty good shade. And that didn't cheer you up a bit, I'll, I don't know what will. I, that did really cheer me up, actually. <laughs> That's so good. It's so good. Especially as he now can't reply. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So that is just about it for another episode of 
babble. Thank you very much, Dave, for babbling so magnificently and for klaxoning me good and proper when it was well-deserved. I'm sorry about that. That is not the way to start my 300th... Uh, my, my third century, rather, uh, I will I will be much less klaxon. I think I'm going to have to get tougher time. with the klaxon. I used to be much less merciful with the klaxon, mm. and I'm going to have to start getting tough with you again. Because in any yeah. language you understand. Yeah, there's a there's a friend of ours who um, on Twitter says that they work well when constantly monitored and cornered like a trapped rat. Ah. And um, Me too. I feel a bit like that. Yeah. I think that's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, thank you all for babbling so splendidly and for keeping it going. I know you've got a lot going on at the moment, what with pandemic. and. Do you know who else is being very tolerant? My employer. Uh, I don't know if any of them are listening to this particular episode, but if they are, you're being really nice and thank you. And it's much appreciated. Core blimey. That's great. Well, I thought it was. I thought you were on top form, and everything is fine. Thank you, as ever, to the wonderful Dickie Moore for the music that starts, ends, and intertwinkles this podcast, and to the legendary Arthur Stovall for the logo. What adorns it? Correct. Uh, if you would like to get in touch and tell us any other things that went well and things that could have gone better, for instance, you can email us at hello at sustainababble.fish. You can tweet us at the Babble Wagon or you can just search for Sustainababble on Facebook. And if instead of offering, you know, friendly fire, you would like to offer money, <laughs> then you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Sustainababble and you can join the growing army of Babble super fans who give us a, the price of a cup of coffee or a pint um, a week and it really, really helps us keep this show on the road. So yeah. join them, feel good about yourself um, and then tell everyone else to do the same. Yeah, your Babble uh, doesn't really take any sponsorship apart from off very occasional nice charities and we do this all around the edge of other stuff and we do appreciate every bit of support that you can give us, so please do that. Um, oh, we should open up a Parlour account. Should we get Babble on Parlour? Can we do that? <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, like, we've had a fairly sort of pared down approach to social media so far, sticking to what we know. But let's just find all the places. Let's go on 8chan and 4chan. Let's, go, let's, let's put ourselves on the darkest, darkest recess of the, of the internet and just see what happens. I'm sure it can only end well. <laughs> right, good. I think that's about it, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we said we're all done. The things. We've See said all you the things. Oh, thank you to Arabella for so nobly reading out the eco guff. Forgot to thank Arabella. Happy 2021, Arabella. Uh, right, good. Are we done? We're done. Good. Bye. Bye. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to tell you why you shouldn't say that? <laughs>